Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Warning. This podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey, Spooksters, and welcome back to another episode of Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely gal pal, Jessica. Hello. Hello, hello. And today, we're stretching the paranormal a little bit, but that's okay. We are going to be talking to you guys about zombies. I'm excited. I am too. It's a little different than we've done lately, so I'm super pumped about it. Very interesting fun fact, guys. Very interesting fun fact I just learned. She doesn't know the song. I mean, sabe, 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 hey, hey. How do you not know that song? I just, I'm sorry. I'm an uncultured swine. Somebody else on Twitter is going to come at me because I forgot the guy who plays the judge on the Ted Bundy movie. <laughs> what? Someone did? <laughs> no, they were joking, saying, you know, the episode was good. And they're like, but cover your ears when they forget whatever his name is. John Malkovich? <laughs> yeah. John Malkovich. Yeah, they're like, cover your ears when they forget that. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't forget. I want to go on record here that I knew. No, 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 I did. I defended you. I was like, Jessica remembered. It was just me. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay, guys. I forget everyone's names all the time. I'm terrible. It's true. Like, there are movies like we have seen hundreds of times, and she'll be talking about it and just be like, the guy in the movie. And I'm like, Johnny Depp? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I'm like, okay. Fucking terrible. But yes. It's okay. If you are new here, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. I am sick currently, so I promise I'm not always this nasally. So sorry. Lies and fuckery. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) But if you're new here and you want to hang out with us on social media, we are on all the platforms. You can check that out in our show notes. I made a handy little link tree for you guys to check that out. It also has our Audible trial link. Uh, You get all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Yes. And our merch, Patreon, all the cool things. All of it. It's so handy dandy. Like, you just click one thing and then it takes you to a place where everything is. Right? I know. Whoever invented that, good for you. Super smart. Put a clapping sound in here. Yes. So yeah, we're going to discuss zombies a little bit. I'm going to tell you guys about some origin stories. And Jessica's got the little bit more current day info. We're going to talk about zombies in the media. In the media. Okay, cool. So she'll have some stuff here. But I mean, it's a lot more current day than uh, my shit. So, you know, we're going to go back to like the 17th century here in a minute. The farthest I'm going back is 1932. Oh, okay. We good. So, (laughs) (laughs) so... Like I said in the beginning, I'm still sick, so no alcohol for me. I'm still nursing this yellow Red Bull. <laughs> it's the best Red Bull. You know, there it is. And a fuck ton of water because I'm trying to get better. 
I will say that if you are looking for an energy drink that isn't going to give you the jitters, if you are not used to caffeine, check out the Yarba Mate. Yes. It's delicious. Don't Google it. Just go buy it. (laughs) It's delicious. The one I drank today was berry. And as you can tell, I have lots of energy. And I drank this hours ago. Fuck yes. Yeah. So what's our zombie themed drink that you chose? Well, it is titled zombie it is an authentic recipe i don't know what that means i think it means it's made by this company authentic you are going to need some bacardi rum 151 is preferred is what the recipe called for one ounce of pineapple juice one ounce of orange juice a half an ounce of apricot brandy some sugar some light rum some dark rum and some lime juice and then of course we're gonna put how to make it on Pinterest, or not on Pinterest, but it'll be on Pinterest, and it'll be on Facebook, and it'll be on Twitter, and it'll be on Instagram. On Tuesday, so tomorrow for you guys. Here's a really fun fact for you guys. I know that a lot of you are probably like, how the hell is Jessica making all these drinks and not have like like 10,000 bottles of alcohol in her house? If you find a very good liquor store near you, they will have minis. Right, the little shooters, Uh uh-huh. The little shooters. Find a good liquor store near you that carries those. And if you get to know the liquor store guy, like I do, hi, Steve, um, he will, they'll most likely like order them for you if they know you're going to purchase them. So fun facts. Get to know your liquor store people. When I lived in Georgia, they had them through the store like most stores do. But then they had like this whole like back shelf wall thing behind the register. And there was like all kinds. A couple years ago, I made Matt like an advent calendar with all different little shooters. So I had plenty to choose from. Oh, that's cute. So yeah, feel free to steal that idea if you need a Christmas gift like forever from now. <laughs> that's, that's that's amazing. That's actually a really great gift. <laughs> but that's kind of one of my secrets is so that I don't have a lot of bottles. I live in an apartment and that would be like, oh my God. Yeah. That would be too much. So yeah. that's my secret in case you were wondering. Well, there we go. Okay, so now that our little business and drinks are out of the way, we will go ahead and start diving on into zombies. I'm excited. I am too. Tell me more. So we're going to jump back to the 17th century in Haiti. In Haitian rural folklore, zombies are actually known as the dead physically revived by the act of necromancy of a, I'm going to probably pronounce all this wrong, so these weird names just drink, just automatically do it. Bakker, which is basically a voodoo sorcerer or witch. And I did look it up because I know there's probably one person being like, why don't they look up how to pronounce this shit? I tried and it, I just couldn't. It didn't work out. <laughs> also, a lot of the times I look up how to pronounce words like while I'm doing yeah. my research and th- then I forget to write it mm-hmm. down phonetically. So I'm going to go with like Bakker. That'll work. So basically, the voodoo witch, you know, brings the dead back to life, essentially. And the point of their zombie is to basically have this as a personal slave. So basically, they're completely under their control. (gasps) So what Dahmer wanted. Yes. So he was a fucking nutcase, but, you know. It was grounded in something. Exactly. And there's another type of zombie included in Haitian tradition as well. And this one is called the zombie astral, which is a part of the human soul. A voodoo, I'm just gonna call him a voodoo witch. Mm -hmm. A voodoo witch can capture a zombie astral to enhance his spiritual power. This type of zombie can also be sealed inside like a specific decorated bottle or like something to contain it. So like think like Aladdin and the genie. 
you know, like the lamp, Aww. something like that. And then they would be sold to a client or whatever to like bring luck for healing or business success, so like positive things. So this type of zombie, how it originated, is totally we're we ain't getting to where what we know as zombies now for a while because I saw your puzzled look. Got it. Yes, so this is kind of like the evolution for you, which I found totally interesting. Well, you said for like good luck and stuff like that, and I was like, it's not so much for the person getting caught. No. Because it's also believed that God eventually will reclaim the zombie soul. So at least in their culture, this was temporary for the person who became a zombie. Oh, so I can understand. Like, you're just doing a good deed while, you know, you wait for God to call you home. I guess so, if you want to look at it that way. So yeah, those are the two types of zombie, and that reflects soul dualism, which is a big belief in Haitian voodoo. So each type of zombie is therefore, like, missing half of its soul, whether it's the one that's the slave, so it's missing the spirit, or if it's the one, you know, it's the astral one, then it has its spirit, but it's missing its body. Got it. And so the whole zombie lore has its roots, as you've already learned, with slavery. That's like a big theme here in the beginning, unfortunately. So this was actually brought to Haiti by enslaved Africans on their way to the new world. And it was thought that the voodoo deity... Baron Somdi. That sounds right. We'll go with that. Would gather them from their grave and then bring them to the heavenly afterlife in Africa, Guinea, unless they had offended him in some way, so pissed him off. Ooh. Don't piss him in off. In which case, they would forever be a slave even after death as a zombie. That sucks. Right? And a zombie could also be saved by feeding them salt. So they're like the opposite <laughs> of a slug. I don't know. That's really odd. And there was an English professor. Her name was Amy Wilnets. You said that it kind of sounded like Wilnets. I know. I, I'm so stuffed up. I can't say it right. I'm sorry. Oh, no. It just it made me laugh because, you know, I'm immature. It's cool. It's cool. I'm sure somebody else laughed at me, too. It's fine. Amy wrote that the modern day concept of zombies was strongly influenced by Haitian slavery, which I mean, I get it. In current day, it's like they're a slave to their hunger. That makes sense. So, I mean, it's not, you know, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And the slave drivers on the plantations, who were usually slaves themselves and sometimes voodoo priests, used fear of zombification to discourage slaves from committing suicide. Basically, you kill yourself, I'm going to bring you back as a zombie, and then you're going to be a fucking slave forever. Oh, okay. I mean, I know that's not the most eloquent way to say that, but that's basically what happened. No, I mean, that, that would make a lot of sense if you were... If you were afraid of being a, a zombie or being enslaved your whole life, you wouldn't want to fuck up because then it's like, nope, you're going to be stuck like that even after death. And who the fuck wants that? Nobody. So the Haitian zombie phenomenon first attracted widespread international attention. So, of course, everyone's like, however they had word of mouth, letters and shit. And this got traveled to the U.S., and this is when they actually occupied Haiti. It was between 1915 and 1934. And there's a number of case studies and stuff that mm -hmm. the whole like zombie thing began to emerge. The first book came about during this time covering the topics of zombies. It was by William Seabrook and the book is called The Magic Island and that was written in 1929. Um, Seabrook cited Article 246 of the Haitian Criminal Code, which was passed in 1864, asserting that it was an official recognition of zombies. So he's like, these bitches knew. What? 
That passage was later used in promo materials for the 1932 film, the very first zombie film called White Zombie. Ah, yes. Yes, which... I will talk about later. Yes, so that's all I'm going to say about that. So in 1937, while researching the folklore in Haiti, Zora Neale Hurston actually encountered a case of a woman who was in the village. A family claimed her name was Felicia Felix Mentor, a relative who had died and been buried in 1907, so 30 years later, at the age of 29. Oh, God. The woman was examined by a doctor um, and had some x-rays done, which, you know, back then, like, super not what we have today, but still, indicated that she didn't have a leg fracture and that Felicia was known to have had, so it healed if it was, <laughs> in fact, her. Zora pursued the rumors that affected persons were given a powerful psychoactive drug, oh. but she was unable to locate individuals willing to give much info. So obviously it was very hush hush. I know that there was like rumors and stuff and I read some stuff on the History Channel um, that some of these voodoo priestess and witches and stuff would make this powder that was essentially called like zombie powder. So maybe that's the drug. When I tried to look deeper when I was reading about that, it just it just kept saying psychoactive drugs so i'm like zombie powder maybe <laughs> they probably didn't 100 percent know because they're probably not gonna say what it was exactly because like the one thing about voodoo is is that like if you're not immersed in that culture they don't talk to you about it exactly yeah so you know you're not gonna get much info and then it's kind of like the mafia you just keep it in the family right right and i mean that most like respectful way possible like that's the only thing i could like relate to it and i'm not part of the mafia sorry i'm not italian Actually, my husband is, but, but he's not in the mob either. We're not. We that we're that. telling him. Uh, <laughs> kidding. So Zora wrote, what is more, if science ever gets to the bottom of voodoo in Haiti and Africa, it will be found that some important medical secrets still unknown to medical science give it its power rather than gestures of ceremony. So she's like, there's something fuck going on, but I can't prove it because ain't no one going to tell me shit because I'm some doctor. Right. There's some interesting creatures I came across that aren't zombies, but they have a lot of similarities to zombies. So I thought Ooh. I'd kind of include that as a little fun tidbit. So I got three different ones real quick for you. So one of them is called the ghoul. And basically, the origin of a ghoul is a demon or monster that originated in like pre-Islamic Arabian religion. They were associated with graveyards and they, of course, ate human flesh. Awesome. Right. So in modern fiction, the term that's often used for a certain kind of like undead monster, like ghouls used today for that kind of thing. It's true. The word ghoul apparently in some places is also used as like a derogatory type of word. And it's linked directly to like death and then like a grave digger or a grave robber because they like to eat flesh. So they like, I'm assuming, dig them up. And little side fun note when the original script came out for Night of the Living Dead, he actually referred to his zombies as ghouls. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have fun with this one, too. Another creature is called the Drog or Draugr. If you play Skyrim, apparently that's like a thing on there. Because when I was checking it out, it kept bringing up Skyrim. And I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> could ask Thomas. Yeah. I mean, I could have asked Matt, too, because he plays it. But whatever. I or did. We're both like... Yeah. I mean, no, my husband has beat the game like four times. He transitioned from an Xbox to a PS4. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'll have to get you the games you like. And I stupidly bought Skyrim. Dumb, dumb. But it's okay. <clears throat> so if you don't know what these are, this is a little different probably from the game because like in the articles I read, they had like 
the stuff I'm going to tell you guys and then also like in the gaming world. So I don't know. If it's the same, you could tell me. If it's different, let us know. These creatures are a bit more intense, but do have some zombie-like qualities I've found. So they are actually the ghosts of dead Vikings and they dwell in their graves. They possess superhuman strength and they increase their size at will. So they can get bigger whenever the fuck they want. Because Vikings are awesome. I'm not just <laughs> saying it because I as one. They appear from the graves as wisps of smoke and carry like the strong stench of decaying flesh. So hello, zombie in my brain. This is why I picked them. That makes sense. They are a delight. They slay their victims in many different ways. One of them including crushing them with their giant forms. So like with their legs, arms, hands, what have you. Vikings. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and they enjoy devouring flesh and drinking the blood of their unfortunate victims. Gross. Again, decaying flesh and then them eating flesh. So, you know. It's very zombie-like. Yeah. And then it's also said animals that choose to, like, scavenge near any of their graves were said to be driven mad by the control and power of these evil mythical creatures. So they can possess animals, apparently. Awesome. Right? Uh, they said that these entities were often said to um, come back even after being defeated. So they just got nine lives or 100 lives. Keep on rolling. <laughs> Cutting off their heads, burning their bodies, and throwing the ashes in the sea were some of the many methods used to mutilate their bodies after defeat. Being absolutely sure these menacing evil spirits were dead and gone was like a big thing. Oh, so this was interesting also. So on the note of like trying to keep them away. So basically they would, to prevent them returning, scissors were placed on their chest along with bits of twigs hidden in their clothing. I don't know what that would do. I guess poke them? And then it gets weirder. They would have their big toes tied together and needles were driven through their feet to keep them from walking ever again. I get the I get the toes and the driving things through the yeah. feet because you can't chase. But also, do they not have hands? And you gave them scissors. Right. Could they not just uncut like the I don't know poking holes in your Viking lore? Maybe they want to like set it like a trap so it's saw status where it's like. Ksh. I will say that now that you've described them, uh huh. I remember that there is a character in Skyrim like this, and I was like, that person's badass. I didn't know the name of it, but yeah. <laughs> The more you know. Rainbow. Rainbow. All right. So I got one more here for us. So in, it's technically English, I get English folklore, basically. And it's in a bunch of other countries over there as well. Mm -hmm. There's something called a revenant. And this one's, this one I'll even admit, it's stretching it a little bit, but I went with it. This is basically an invisible ghost or an animated corpse. Zombie. Mm -hmm. that is believed to have been revived from the dead to haunt the living. The word revenant is actually derived from an old French word that I'm going to mispronounce. At least we're upfront about our mispronouncing things. Right? It, it's it's still revenant, but it's probably like revenant or some shit. And that means the returning. And then there's also another related French verb, revenir, meaning to come back. So, you know, back from the dead. Oh. Like I said, uh, revenants are parts of like all kinds of cultures. Um, England, Old Irish Celtic and Norse mythology, all kinds of stuff. 
And there's all kinds of stories you can look up. And a lot of it was uh, documented by English historians in the Middle Ages, actually. So that's kind of interesting. But with this said, it when I was like reading about it, zombie-like a bit, but it also kind of is like a vampire almost too. So it's like a hybrid. Possibly, yeah. So it's kind of like whichever way you want to go, but the whole like undead type thing, I'm like zombie. But, you know, if you know about these guys, let me know what you think. Obviously, as times went on, this like evolution of zombies, which I think sounds kind of silly to say, but whatever, it's really changed. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we've had these, if you think back in like the Haitian culture, it's a lot different than a classic zombie when you think of like the Night of the Living Dead where they're just eating flesh. And it wasn't actually until I believe 1985-ish when the uh, Return of the Living Dead came out. That was actually like a game changer for zombie culture because this was the first time that zombies were in like a movie or the media as eating brains. And that's, you know, that kind of forms into the zombie we know today, like in The Walking Dead and stuff like that. So Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead, I feel like we're both very like pivotal, like milestones for this folklore of zombies. So, so yeah, with that, before I get too much into that those movies because mm-hmm. i i enjoy those i'm gonna go ahead and hand it off to you here because i know you got a little bit more about zombies in the media today's show is brought to you by audible audible is offering our spooksters a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership just go to audibletrial.com slash three spooked girls and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash three spooked girls and get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Do you know why I'm super excited about this? Like why we got this partnership? It's honestly like the perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah, because like since I'm getting ready to go on my trip mm-hmm. over to California like next week, Ooh. I went and signed up already and I downloaded my book so I can listen to it on the plane since I'm a like religious podcast listener and I know I'm caught up. So I have nothing else to listen to. Oh, it's true. That's actually very smart because I'm sitting over here like I have a like five hour plane ride to Tulsa when I go. So that's brilliant. Right. Yeah. And I have been keeping an eye on this like thriller kind of like true crime inspired book that's by an author I really like. It's called Say You're Sorry. It's by Melinda Lee. And they actually had it on there. And you can pick like whatever titles you want. So that's what I went and chose for my free book. And normally, you know, it's. $23.99 and I got it for free because I used our URL on that. Awesome. I'm going to check it out. So I'm going to go there right now. So the book that I've been really wanting to read is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Because if you know me, I love Reese Witherspoon. And I love the fact that she has this book club and I'm so excited about it. And it's her top one. So, oh, there it is. It's available free with the trial. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Because otherwise I'd be spending like $24.50. Yeah, heck yeah. I know we were talking about that on our other episodes. So it's like perfect. So yeah, you guys, you can pick any book. You don't have to pick just like the books we're recommending. You can get anything. They have so many different titles you guys can choose from. So to download your free audiobook today, just go to audibletrial.com slash three spooked girls. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash three spooked girls for your free audiobook. In the last, I want to say, 
like Tara was saying, kind of from the 80s on, we have become a fucking obsessed with zombies. Really anything kind of paranormal that can scare us or, you know, bring us some sort of joy, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of zombies in our media and how we, for lack of a better word, consume them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the puns. So the very first kind of like believed to be the earliest zombie film is what Tara was talking about. It's called White Zombie. It was released in 1932. And the plot of this is that I want to say her name is Madeline Short reunites with her fiance, Neil Parker. And they essentially have these plans to like move and get married and they move to Haiti. And when they're when they're doing so, um, they meet up with this this guy who happens to be an evil voodoo master and um shit just kind of goes crazy because they meet up with this guy named charles like beaumont and charles ends up like falling in love with madeline and oh it's 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 a little bit of a thing i don't i've never seen it um i just have like read the plot about it so essentially this is where they come into contact with the the haitian version of zombies and madeline is turned into a zombie so that she can be with beaumont oh mm-hmm. interesting i really want to watch this but i haven't i don't know where we could possibly find it i'm sure we'll <laughs> find it just fun fact it only costs about fifty thousand dollars to make so it can't i mean the 1930s it was released july 28th 1932 and it's about 70 minutes long. Um, I, I googled really fast. You can rent it if you have Amazon Prime for 99 cents. Ooh, I'm going to do that one of these days. Right? We can have a zombie watch party Yay. for 99 cents. <laughs> totally. And just like throughout like film and TV history, there have been a ton. And I mean, it's even like, I don't know, there's so many. And I thought when I first thought of this, I was like, oh, there's probably like one or two at the beginning. And then the 80s on. No, there Mm -hmm. is like a ton in the 40s, a ton in the 50s, 60s, 70s. There's a lot of them. Like, you know, it's just there's there's so many out there that are zombie related. Like Dawn of the Dead originated Mm -hmm. in 78. (laughs) Which uh, makes me think of Shaun of the Dead. I love that movie. (laughs) Yeah, that was going to be the other thing to talk about is there's a lot of parody out there as well. Like Mm -hmm. zombies are something that get made fun of because like there's that whole like from the 80s stereotype like brains. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if you play the game like zombie versus plants. Oh, (laughs) I totally have, yeah. (laughs) And they're like brains. So, like, zombies are traditionally, like, portrayed as these, like, flesh-eating. But you made a mention of The Walking Dead, which I fucking hate them, that show. Yeah, I watched, like, a couple seasons, and then I just got, no. And it's not because it's a bad show or bad acting. I just get triggered by the sound the walkers make. (laughs) And therefore, I, I just... I cannot like I'm like uh, no no and like I ha- like I used like I used to like to like p- I would power through it for like the story because it was so dramatic you know like yeah he wakes up at a hospital and his wife is boning his best friend right right like there's so many things I think Carl sorry I gotta stop because you know <laughs> I-, I didn't watch that many episodes <laughs> so with that we love it and like Tara mentioned the 
you know, there's the the Night of the Living Dead, and then its sequel, The Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. are two just like fantastic movies. If you haven't watched them, you should. Oh yeah, totally. Do not make a drinking game with Night of the Living Dead. I did this like f- almost five years ago on Halloween one year when it was on a weekday with Fireball. Ugh. I can barely smell cinnamon now without wanting to throw up. Oh, God. Yeah, it was bad. I bet. <laughs> there's my PSA for today. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then there's like the fun ones like Pet Cemetery, which aren't they making a new one? Like that's coming out, I heard. I Yeah, it already came out. I think it came out last Damn it. in April, I think. Okay, so I'm not that far behind. Mm-mm. But the original is fantastic. Yes. I haven't watched the remake yet because I'm going to wait till it's like I can rent it on my TV. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. I'm trying to think. Like one of my favorite zombie movies is Zombieland. Oh yes, I'm so glad you said that. Love that movie. We're getting a sequel. Oh, yes, I love it. So ready. I'm so sad that they killed off Bill Murray in the first one, though. So sad. I just really want him to be a <laughs> a zombie now and like a good zombie that right? doesn't eat people. It could be. It's true. You never know. Because like, isn't that a thing in the Walking uh, the Walking Dead or some zombie show where it's like it's the air. So, like, when you die, you have to get, like, double-tapped in the head. You may not have got that far. That's zombie land. No, 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 no. So, like, the the zombie virus, and if I'm, like, if this is totally a different show, then fucking... Maybe. That's fine. Um, So, apparently, the zombie pathogen, mm-hmm. it's airborne. So, yes, if you get bit and all that crap, like, you'll turn to a zombie, too. But it's, like, when you die, you're going to turn into a zombie. So, like, if you don't want to turn into a zombie, when you're about to die, you need to get, like, shot in the head. Awesome. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was Walking Dead. I don't know. I barely made it past the... I don't even think I watched the first season. I think... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But anyway, I digress. Tara mentioned earlier is The Shaun of the Dead, which is like a hilarious movie. If you haven't watched it, you should... If you need a good chuckle, it's hilarious. It's like the same actor who does like hot fuzz and it's like British humor and it's it's just fucking hilarious. But one of the things that has come up a lot is that zombies have been made into tv shows i mean we've just been talking about the walking dead which we know that it triggers jessica because but there was a good one that just got canceled and i haven't watched it so i found an article online it's on zine or screen rant which made me giggle because you know hashtag jessica rant (laughs) and it's the top 10 best zombie shows so i'm gonna tara and i are gonna discuss them see if she's seen them what she thinks Ooh. So number 10 is I Zombie. <gasps> Matt and I are not caught up on this one. I like the show. Okay. I haven't watched it. It's a good one. Zombies aren't my favorite. I'm going to put that. Like, I'd prefer a good vampire story over. I think it's because I like traditionally, like, zombies are like mindless rah, eating things. Okay. This is not giving any spoilers. They can be, but the main character, she gets turned into a zombie, of course. But it's kind of like Santa Clarita diet, how like Drew Barrymore still like can mm-hmm. act like a human. Zombies in this realm can too. I think eventually they go so long without eating or something, then they get more like animalistic. Mm-hmm. But she actually hides it that she's a zombie. I think you'd like that one. Oh, I will have to watch. It was just on in the living room when I before I came in to record. Oh, so. nice. Yeah, there's like a ton of there's a few seasons on Netflix. Check it. The next one number nine you just mentioned is the santa clarita diet oh i loved that one so much 
It's canceled, yeah. Why would they cancel? It's such a good show. Because they're fuck nuts. I don't know. So many people are like protesting it. Like anytime right now that I've seen like of Netflix posting anything, people are just like bitching about it and like <laughs> renew it, bring it back for a movie, something. Because they left it on such a cliffhanger, like so bad that we need something. Hulu, get your shit together and go purchase that shit. For real. Pick it up like you did with Family Guy. Yes. You know what's interesting is Netflix often forgets to renew their contracts with people and then other people are like, just kidding. Ours now. Bye bye. (laughs) Okay. Number eight is The Walking Dead. Now we've talked about this as a trigger for me and it's. It just, it wasn't my really cup of tea either. It wasn't like, I know there's so many people out there who like my, I think my nephew loves The Walking Dead. Thomas like can binge watch it. I just can't stand the sound the walkers make and therefore I just, I can't. Yeah. Like, it's making me cringe. It's all good. Number seven is Z Nation, which I've heard good things about, um, and I've watched part of it. Yeah, that's one I haven't watched either. I haven't watched any of things. that one. Um, it's very similar to the movie Z Nation and um, also 28 Days Later. Oh, okay. Then I might like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so if you like either of those movies, then you li- you'd like. Cool. Okay. Then this, this one is The Returned. I started to watch this show and immediately was like, just fucking kidding. Oh, I think I watched like half of a first episode. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I was like, Mm-mm. yeah, it's essentially people disappear and then they come back. And it's basically off of what Tara was talking about earlier. The Revenants. Yeah. Yeah. The less Revenants. That's that. And it's like the series has been where people died years ago and then they mysteriously reappear in town and resume their lives as if nothing happened. Unlike most shows where the zombies like, you know, blood, guts, blah, blah, blah. So it's not gory. It's just weird. Yeah. The next one is called I scrolled too far. It's called (laughs) it's number five. It's The Kingdom. It's basically set in like Korea, I think South Korea, and it's apparently got a big budget and it's mm-hmm. apparently does very well, but I've never heard of it. Me either. So I don't know if it's just like, it's Netflix Korean zombie series gets medieval, as the, this says. Uh, so we might not even have access to it. It might be that it's just based in Korea. I don't know. Okay. Well, if you've watched it, let us know. Yeah. Number four is Ash versus the Evil Dead, which I love the <laughs> I love the show Evil or the movie Evil Dead. This is my boomstick. That show's actually pretty good. I've watched like I think the first two ish seasons of it. Well, it's based off of the the movie that came out in the eighties. Oh yeah, this is like his comeback. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh my god, that's such a great movie. Yes, I love those movies. The original. Yeah, yes, the original. <laughs> but I love that it's the same guy that they didn't like yeah. get someone else to like play him. It's that it's him. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll like if you haven't watched that show, like legitly watched it, like right. do it. And it says the series, which is set approximately 30 years after the last film, follows Ash Williams, a former hero and zombie slayer, and now he works as a stock boy at a value stop. His boring life takes a turn for the worst after he, once again, releases a plague upon the world and is forced to save humanity with the help of his trusty sidekicks. That sounds absolutely fantastic. It is. This next one looks stupid as hell. It's called the it's called Dead Set and the people on it. I'm like, really? Hmm. So apparently 
This is what the little thing says. It says, what would happen if a zombie outbreak occurred on the set of a reality TV show, Big Brother? Hmm. Really? Lucky for us all, that's exactly what this British TV horror series Dead Set is about. A zombie outbreak happens during filming and all the castmates and production staff are forced to seek safety inside the Big Brother house. Created by Charles Broker, the man inside... Oh, the man behind Black Mirror. Okay. Ah, that's a good show. The show is is more than just a bloodbath. It has an unexpected commentary on the state of the entertainment industry and modern media. Interesting. It might actually have some substance. Right. The number two is called Helix. It is by the guy who made Battlestar Galactica. Fun fact, Denise Richards is in this one. Ooh. And she's looking old as hell. Ah. It's about while isolated in a research facility, they discover a zombie-like victims who are dangerous, violent, and highly contagious. A team led by Dr. Alan Fargut, Fargut, I don't know, and Dr. Sarah Jordan. Why do they give him such a hard last name, but her like Jordan? <laughs> like, find themselves trapped in a life or death situation where everything is not as it seems. Could the future of mankind be at risk? Stream it and find out. Ooh. It doesn't say what it's on. Mm. And then number one is called Glitch. Huh. It's similar to The Return, and it is an Australian paranormal drama that follows seven people who mysteriously return from the dead in perfect health. Although they are not flesh-eating zombies we all know and love, the undead in this show are quite literally rise from the grave and understandably freak everyone everyone in town out. Yeah, that would be freaky. Yeah. So, I don't know. Zombies have become this thing. And I think the biggest zombie movie or TV show that's out right now hasn't even <laughs> Tara's gonna be like oh god is Game of Thrones huh interesting because they're called the White Walkers oh yeah see okay I know that much yeah right the, Tara doesn't watch she doesn't watch Game of Thrones sorry though she does respect my Sunday evenings mm-hmm. so if you watch Game of Thrones I think they're by far my favorite zombie adaptation recently they are made of ice hmm and they are controlled by one entity, the Night King. Uh-huh. He basically, like, it, anytime somebody dies, he can turn them into a zombie or a White Walker. And they attack, and they can only be killed with Dragonglass, Venetian Steel, or I don't think it's Venetian, Valyrian Steel. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. I feel like a bad Game of Thrones fan right now. It's okay. It's okay. And Fire. Well, fire makes sense, yeah. Which, luckily, they have a fucking dragon. Well, they had a couple dragons. Mm. But one of the, the... They had three dragons, and one of them ends up becoming a zombie dragon. Oh, God. That's terrifying. And he f- has, like, blue fire. That's awesome. It is. Nice. It's pretty awesome. And then... um I won't spoil it because there's some people who probably haven't watched Game of Thrones, but yeah, um, there's this like, I can talk about this because if you haven't seen this part, then it's just on you if you're a Game of Thrones fan because it's several seasons back. Essentially, John is, has gone to this like lower, like a more Southern um, castle on the wall and um, the White Walkers are coming through there, uh-huh. and he kills one of the night one of the Night King's like uh-huh. 
king guard or whoever, but then, uh, which is how they find out that certain steel can kill them. But as John and his like group of people are like leaving, there's all these people that have died because they've been attacked by walkers. And the king just does this. Like he lifts his arms and they all just like fucking get up from the ground. And they have blue eyes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking creepy. Oh, God. Yeah, I've seen like pictures and stuff. So what's your favorite zombie movie, Tara? I think I am going to go with Night of the Living Dead, even though it's so like old school cheesy. I just I love it. And it's just very like mm-hmm. minus my scarring halloween experience but it's just very i feel like it's just very iconic because it's one of like yeah there was tons of movies and stuff like after that but i feel like it's one of the first main ones and then that you know the franchise also there's like three of them yeah the return of the living dead you know bringing Mm -hmm. that whole the brain eating aspect to it and that just stuck in this like zombie community so i just i'm a i'm a sucker for like classic horror like that so those would be mine but i do fucking love Shaun of the dead i love any of those movies hot fuzz i can watch a hundred fucking times uh thomas loves that he watches it when he gets sick yeah i love those movies i'm like you're not feeling well he's like how do you know i'm like because hot fuzz is running on netflix right now so <laughs> yeah but yeah that's my fave yeah i am a big fan of that movie world war z with brad pitt oh that was a good one I liked it because it was one of those, like, they had to be bit. I liked that he was like, oh, look, this child now doesn't have parents because they wouldn't leave. And so now they're zombies. So, like, look, I got a son. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I liked that it had kind of a thing where they could figure out how to beat mm-hmm. being a zombie, which is, a re- like, it's fun because, like, I'm obsessed with this game called Pandemic. Uh-huh. Um, which is like you play as a team with a group of people and then you try to eradicate uh-huh. the disease. And I think like, I don't think we're ever going to have something like people become like coming back from the dead. But I think that, I mean, zombieism has been linked to consumerism a lot that we kind of like blindly live our lives and consume whatever mm-hmm. just gets in front of us, which is how a zombie reacts to like its kill. Like it doesn't care as long as it's flesh. Yeah. So um, I think that's interesting. And I just I think that I don't think we're going to have like a zombie apocalypse like everyone thinks there will be. But I think there will be like there could so possibly be a like a there so possibly could be a disease that spreads like an outbreak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, this is not a trigger to like do not start do not come at us anyone about vaccinations like that's not what this is about so no triggering (laughs) on that um (laughs) but i think that that's where like i don't know if you've seen the movie contagion yes Mm -hmm. like that's the kind of thing when i think of like real life zombieism like it's going to be something like a plague that essentially makes people not die but just be like really sick and yeah rabid yeah yeah i got you yeah interesting take on it all right guys well this was our episode on zombies Mm -hmm. we want to know what your favorite zombie is so drop that in the comments on any of our socials on the post yes if there's any other i guess i don't know what to call it like a creature mythical creature Mm -hmm. that you want us to cover or you know folklore whatever so like you know werewolves shapeshifters anything like that if you want another episode like this but on Mm -hmm. something else give us your thoughts yes 
Yes. So with that, um, we will go ahead and sign off for tonight. You guys have a good week. Bye. Bye. true crime listeners check out our podcast i said goddamn we're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by two besties who like to share messed up cases that make you say goddamn every sunday we try to one-up each other's story by sharing a horrific case the other has never heard of along the way we splash in some wildly inappropriate jokes and colorful language listen every sunday from any of your favorite podcast directories also follow us on twitter at isgd podcast or visit our website isgdpodcast.com